Thanks for pressing play, swimmers and swimmers. I'm your host, Garrett McCaffrey, and joining us today is the number one ranked male in the class of 2024, according to Swim Swam. He's fresh off of representing Team USA at the Junior Pan Pacific Championships. He's Daniel Deal, and this is the Swim Swam Podcast. Thanks so much for making time. Uh, coming off of Junior Pan Packs pretty much just last week, how are you feeling about your summer and uh, your overall year here? I think the summer, as far as swimming goes, it went pretty well. Uh, junior Pan Packs had a few good swims, a few bad ones, every meet's like that. Uh, it was a lot of fun, though, and it's great to represent Team USA. Awesome. Let's talk a little bit about some of those swims specifically. Let's start with that 100 backstroke national age group record for the 16-17 age group, 53-27 in the finals of that 100 backstroke. Uh, but it wasn't necessarily the cleanest race, right? No, I definitely hit the lane a couple of times and I didn't swim straight at all. You got four chances total with that 100 backstroke, all 53 mids to 53 lows. Uh, it, but again, kind of going back to that lane line bouncing and as a former backstroker, I definitely can relate to swimming outside, um, and the struggles that come with adjusting to that. Was that something that, I mean, you got some tips about how did you, how did you approach that issue of kind of trying to figure out how to keep going straight in those backstroke events? Yeah. Leading into the meet, I knew it was going to be an issue. Um, I did like one practice outside, which definitely wasn't enough. It was like a 20 yard pool. I swam a little bit of backstroke in, um, I live in a pretty small town, so we don't have a long course pool or um, like really any outside pools that are like just for swimming. So I think if I had that, would have done a little bit better swimming outside. Being part of Team USA, I mean, you had to have some resources and some people to kind of give you some tips. What kind of tips were you getting on, on swimming backstroke outside? Yeah, one of the coaches, Chuck, he told me that it's just like walking on a ledge, but like once the ledge is higher, like a ledge that's just on the floor you can walk in there easily but if it's six feet up you start to like get in your head he was telling me it was like that for backstroke i don't know if i entirely bought that because i mean i, I don't think i was thinking about hitting the lane line before the race and i still did so yeah well you got some good events uh on your front as well that 100 freestyle um not only were you pretty solid in prelims of that 100 freestyle but you were part of the gold medal winning four by 100 freestyle relay and you have the fastest split 48 6 6 uh tell me tell me how that race went and just kind of what went so well yeah so before the race i was um not very confident in my relay start because i've never done one in a meet and uh the coaches could definitely see that when i was practicing them like one time i forgot to swing my arms which is like 12 year olds do that all the time so uh and then one of the coaches asked me like, Oh, what's your, like, what are you nervous about for this? And I just told him I can't do a relay start, but I guess they got it under control. And then I was able to do like a decent one. And uh, after I did that, I was just relieved and I just swam. Didn't think about much. Yeah. It was a fantastic swim. You got to take some pride in being such a, a great relay swimmer, especially wearing that uh, stars and stripes cap, right? Yeah. That's definitely something to take pride in showing up on the relays. 
Let's talk real quick about your 200 backstroke. Um, you, you know, you were the third fastest American out of prelims, a little bit off of your best time. And it's just part of swimming. Like you said, there's going to be good swims and swims that you felt like you left a little bit on the table, knowing that your best time would have been a gold medal. How do you walk away from that 200 backstroke? Yeah. Um, I have the issue really was just like, I hit the lane line, like a lot, like I rode it for like 15 meters from like 125 to 140. Like I couldn't get off it. I literally, I looked up to see where I was. So that was the issue there. It wasn't exactly like my condition. So knowing that is just kind of, it doesn't make it better, but I don't know. It, it kind of gives myself an excuse, but yeah, it was definitely the swim I was least happy with at the meet, but uh, Keaton and Josh got it done. I think they went two, three, so it's all right. How competitive are you with guys like that? Uh, guys on the team, like I definitely, like I want to win, but it's less so competitive than with the people from foreign countries because they're like the teammates. So if they beat me, like I don't want that, but it's still a medal for the team. Is that something that's new for Pan Packs and your first chance to represent Team USA? Because you've been pretty much growing up with these guys, going back and forth with some nag records. And obviously, even though you're not swimming against them regularly, because some of them are on the other side of the country, uh, you have to be aware of what they're doing. Um, so as far as competitiveness with them before Junior Pan Packs, uh, how would you kind of explain that? Yeah, I've, I've definitely known them since I was like, 12 because they both broke the 13 14 200 back nag record and like i saw that and i was like wow i want to do that and i remember thinking they were like crazy fast because they were like way faster than me back then and actually i got to represent team usa in the fall so that wasn't my first time oh i forgot at world cups right yeah i apologize i i forgot about that but you know uh at an international meet uh like junior pan packs that was your first whack at it but obviously yeah you have had that chance and you've probably done some camps and obviously like i said being uh you know one of the top ranked swimmers all the way and breaking nag records from a young age you've probably grown up with those guys what was the team atmosphere like with all those great swimmers on team usa uh for this uh the junior pan pack team versus the world cup team i think was very different like at least from my perspective, because on the World Cup team, I was like one of the youngest guys, whereas on this one, I was more in the middle, but I was only like one of like four guys that had the World Cup team experience. So I felt like I was on a different position in the team. Uh, I think we had one of the like the best teams, junior teams ever. I mean, like multiple of us broke national age of records. And I think we won the medal count by a lot, which I guess is typical of Team USA. But I think it was a great team. Yeah. What'd you learn about international meets? Uh, there's definitely like a rivalry that can be felt between the top teams. And I really enjoyed that. Yeah. What'd you learn about Team USA? Um, I don't think I learned anything new versus my other two experience with Team USA being on the World Cup and then junior team camp. But uh, it's just great. Like all the best swimmers in the country coming together. Yeah. How about yourself? What'd you learn about yourself at Junior Pan Packs? Um, I have to think about that one. I think something some of the coaches told me was I'm like an emotional swimmer and that sometimes towards the end of the meet can wear you down and like my mind will get tired before my body does. So they were telling me, uh, actually Brendan Hansen specifically, it was like, you need to calm down. And then like, he, like I, I got out of warm up after doing like a 700 and he was like, no, get back in. You're doing another 300. And I was like, yes, sir.
And that kind of helps you calm down, just putting that energy into a place like warm down. Yeah. I mean, I thought I was calmed down, but I guess he didn't. So. Yeah. When Brendan Hansen gives you some advice, you got to really consider, consider it. And, and uh, like you said, yes, sir, for sure. Let's go back a year. Um, Cause it's been a heck of a year for you. And, you know, we could talk about, um, you know, all the different meets and I kind of want to get through it, but how would you say, um, how would you describe yourself one year ago in the fall of 2021? Uh, it's probably more immature then. Um, as far as swimming goes, I think I was pretty inconsistent, like in practice versus now I'm still inconsistent, but less so. Um, yeah. What kind of things lead to those inconsistencies? I'll just kind of like lose focus. And then like some days I'm just like wondering, like, what am I doing? Versus now, I think I'm more focused. Yeah, what kind of things were motivating you at that point in the game? Uh, definitely breaking records, winning races, things like that. Would you consider yourself, I mean, you've broken nag records both freestyle and backstroke at 200 distance all the way down to the 100 distance. What do you consider your specialty? Freestyle, backstroke, what do you think your prime event is? Yeah, definitely backstroke, 100 and 200. I think... I have more room in the 200 to drop and that'll kind of show that I'm a very much so a backstroker. Yeah. So take me through some typical sets, especially if we could go again and pretend it's fall of 2021. Um, and you know, maybe before you were headed out to world cup or things that kind of gave you confidence when you were, um, in tuned and, and on your game and practice, can you take us through some sets that you kind of did that you remember that kind of stand out at that period? Yeah, back then I would do um a lot of like fifties two hundred pace. So it was at least at least once a week I was doing like twenty fifties two hundred pace on fifty seconds or a minute, and I think I got really good at that. Like I think back then I was better than that than I am now. Um, there was also some days where I go super long. Like there's this like Mason Manorays set that Carson Foster did it. Like I think it's either descends or ascends. You start it with like a two a.m. and you go to an eight a.m. and there's like stuff between. I remember doing that one. Um, it's not very fun. I think it's like 8,000 yards. But. Yeah, it makes that 400 IM a little bit more doable though, right? Yeah, I haven't swam a 4 IM since I was like 14 though. Yeah. Well, even the 200 IM makes it seem like it's nothing. Um, and you do have kind of all of the strokes. How would you describe the training? People you know, want to know how someone like yourself comes to be one of the greatest swimmers in the world at your age. Uh, like what kind how would you describe the training that you guys do at Cumberland, uh, YMCA of Cumberland? Yeah. Um, I think it's very personalized towards me, like pretty much everything my coach writes, it's like, he writes it for me and like something that he thinks we need to work on, which I think is like one of the best advantages of being on a smaller team. Um, I don't swim a lot. I swim five or six times a week. Um, well, all the stuff we do is fast. Not right now, though. Right now, we're just rebuilding. But once we get into the season, we'll start swimming fast again. So a lot of sets, like you said, up to 2050s, straight up on 50, just trying to hit two pace over and over and over again? Yeah. Another set I did a few, like a week or two before Junior Fan Packs was just like 80, 25s um, backstroke. It's like the Auburn sprint set with a um, interval descends, starts at 50, gets down to 25. That was a good set because I held like a decent pace the whole time, even though I was like dying. 
what about dry land? How does dry land fit into your training equation right now? Yeah. So um, over the past I, year, I should say. I lift weights twice a week and then pretty much almost every day before practice. I, uh, like part of my warm up is I'll bike for like 10, 20 minutes or row, whatever, like easy cardio. I feel like doing that day. And then I'll do, um, like some, some box jumps, some med ball slams. Uh, I do core before practice almost every day, at least three days a week is what we go for. And that's all written by your coach. Uh, no, I just kind of made that up myself. Okay. So you took that on what, what led to you d- deciding to add that to your program? Uh, well, I had time between like when practice started and when I got out of school. So I figured I should be doing something. So I started doing that. And I, I know like other swimmers lift and do things like that. So it's probably going to help. So five and six times a week, a lot of speed based stuff with a little bit of dry land. Um, any doubles in there? No, not yet. How big is your group that you train with every day? Uh, today it was just me. Like I'd say a lot of the time I'm just alone. Uh, once like the season comes back, there's like four of us, but I I have my own lane. It's mostly, I swim with like most of the younger kids. There's none my age, but. Got it. And you said that coming off of junior pan packs, you took four days. That was it. Yeah, it's plenty. Well, are you worried about burning out? You say that you're motivated right now and, and that's great. And I am in no way discouraging that because that is wonderful as a coach to work with and for you to feel that way. And, you know, when you're fired up about swimming, there's nothing better. But are you worried at all about burnout? No, I'm not because I have a lot of like big meets to look forward to. Um, I think it's possible. Um, it could be under the World Cup in November. I also, um, the U S open, I plan to go to maybe winter juniors. I'm not sure about that, but it's just like after a swim meet, that's when I feel most motivated. And I think like four days to just, um, like decompress and just like reflect on how the meet went was enough. Yeah. it's awesome. So looking back on the whole year, where did you get better as a trainer? Um, I became more consistent in the water, but I actually, it wasn't the whole season like that in this, um, like late winter, early spring, I had to train at a different pool and I was training at like 7 PM to like eight 30 cause my pool was being renovated. So I had limited time. So, uh, I started to focus more on lifting back then. Then my swimming kind of like dragged down. Like, I don't think I swam fast in practice for like three months. I was just swimming like garbage. So I got kind of tired of that. So I started fo- quit focusing on weights so much after, um, it was after international team trials and I started to try to put more focus on swimming. Take me through a little bit of what you learned about taper because you had a really good, uh, a, like for example, 200 freestyle at juniors in, um, in December and then some really good swims look like you were firing on all cylinders in March, um, at the beginning of March at some of the, the smaller meets before world championship trials. Um, solid at world champ trials. Like what did you learn about the ebbs and flows of a season and your taper? Yeah. Um, I think like international team trials, I added because I got sick a week before, like I lost like 10 pounds. So I don't think that was as much like a taper issue, but I would definitely say at YMCA nationals, it kind of was, I don't think it was like a physical taper issue, but I was just like mentally exhausted. Like I added like three seconds of my 200 freestyle there. And also that guy didn't swim amazing in any other event. So I think it's a lot of, it's just like mental being mentally ready to go. Not as much physical. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a great lesson to learn and something that you can take into this very important junior year. At this point, what's motivating you going into your junior year here? I'm just, my goal this year is to make world championships or um, pan packs. No, no, it's, is it Pan Americans this year? I, I think it is. Top of my head. I know there's two meets to make. So, yeah. yeah, that's my goal this year. And that's what I'm thinking about. Well, how do you get there? How do you bridge the gap between yourself and some of the top uh, open swimmers in the country? I think I need to be more consistent in practice. Uh, working harder can't hurt. Um, my diet's not the cleanest, so fix that. There's lots of room for improvement. Yeah. Another big factor junior year is that recruiting whole thing and that whole big decision uh where are you at in that process right now yeah um i have five visits scheduled i'm going on one next week so pretty excited for it are you uh comfortable sharing where you're going to go visit or is that something you want to keep kind of close to the vest yeah sure um next week i'm going to texas then after that it's indiana then nc state then california and louisville cool that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. What kind of thing are you looking for? And what do you want to learn about a program when you go on a recruiting trip? Yeah, I'm thinking, like, I feel like I could get faster at any one of those programs, but I just want to see, like, if I fit in with the team and it's like a place that I can see myself fitting in at. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely going to be a process of you interviewing them because I'm assuming being, uh, you know, the top ranked swimmer on Swim Swam's class of 2024 that. Um, scholarship isn't really a negotiation. Most of these p places are going to be pretty friendly with that piece. So it's really you interviewing them, right? Yeah, hopefully. So what kind of questions would you be asking? Are you prepping? I'm kind of helping you out here, getting you ready for this. Cause what kind of questions, uh, are you going to have ready for, you know, someone like Eddie or Arthur Alb Albiero at Louisville? What kind of things do you want to ask them? Yeah. My biggest thing is just like the priority they put on long course. Cause that's where my head's at. And I think it's going to be there. Like, obviously I want to be a good college swimmer, you know, when NCAAs, stuff like that, but the Olympics world championships, that type of thing is my biggest priority. It's awesome. What kind of timeline do you have to making that decision? I don't, uh, as soon as possible would be nice, but yeah. Hey, it sounds like you're, you're handling that in a very healthy way. Um, you know, checking out your options, taking your trips, not being in any rush, um, asking the right questions. So that's awesome. What else going into this year? You're saying that you might be going to a uh, world cup in November. Um, what other meets are on your schedule looking forward? Yeah. So I'm thinking world cup, then us open, maybe winter juniors, but they're back to back. So I'm not sure. I want to do the two hour pro series in, uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, then probably short course. Why not? Cause that's a fun meet. And then some more long course meets in there. And then, Whenever the, whatever the trials meet is, do you know what month that's in? Not off the top of my head. I do not have that in front of me. So sorry, but I'll look that. it up. After. I should know that, but I don't have it right in front of me. Can we dive in just a little bit about, you know, like what it's like to swim for YMCA and kind of, I've been to YMCA nationals and it is a unique experience that people who are outside of the YMCA swimming community don't fully fathom unless you've been there. Uh, what's your experience been like growing up in a Y program? Yeah, it's it's been great. Like everyone at my YMCA is super supportive of me. They're always asking how it's going. Um, actually, right now they put up a poster that says "Congrats, Daniel," which is I don't know. It just means a lot. And like when I walk in there, like this morning, I lifted in the morning. Didn't exactly want to go, but I was like, oh, I'm up. Why not? So like when I walk in at like six o five a.m. and I see that, I'm like, okay, that's why I'm here. Yeah. 
what do you think you do really well in the water? Let's break it down. Like what's really good about your backstroke that makes you so, so talented and, or so successful, I should say. Yeah, I think it's, um, it's definitely not my underwaters in the starts. It's, it's my swimming more specifically my pool. I think, I think I, um, I pull the water very well and like the rotation I have with my hips and shoulders, honestly, like backstroke technique isn't something I think about a lot. It's just kind of natural to me. Whereas freestyle, I have to think about it and work on it. But backstroke, like obviously I try to do good technique, but it's mostly just natural. Well, when you, when you try to do good technique, if you're having a day where you feel kind of off, what kind of things do you do to refine that feel for the water? I focus on hip rotate. What? Something just, I don't know. That's I think I got bit by something, but um, I focus on hip rotation mostly. Just rotating right to the spot I want to be. Also, sometimes when I'm like super tired and lazy, I start to overreach. So I got to focus on that. Also, yeah. I have to swim straight. That's another thing. Yeah. Overreaching will definitely make it harder to swim straight. Yeah. Can I dive in a little bit to that hip rotation? Because sometimes I feel like we over rotate those hips and backstroke and there's been some, you know, technicians and people who have come out and talked about the top backstrokers internationally only rotating 25 degrees. So that's not even 45 with those hips. So when you're saying that you want to rotate to the right spot, how do you know the right spot? It's all just feel. Honestly, I don't know degrees or where I'm trying to rotate to, whether it's just like a certain spot that feels right. And that's what I try to do. That's awesome. Thanks for kind of digging into that a little bit with me. So I was just curious, uh, you know, what, what it is that you think that you're doing really successfully. How about in freestyle? What kind of focus points do you have when you're trying to find your freestyle? Yeah, with freestyle, it's definitely a lot harder. Um, I try to like, get a nice rotation with my shoulders because sometimes they get flat and it's just like dinosaur arms. Also, um, on my non-breathing stroke or like breathing to this, I try to keep the shoulder up high. So I'm getting the full pull. Um, the obvious stuff like high elbow in the pool. Uh, it's mostly those things. So there's also like some hip rotation in freestyle, I think, that I get wrong sometimes. You guys do a lot of drills? Uh, not really. The main drill I do is catch up freestyle because I think that resets my stroke whenever it's really bad. So that's the main drill I do. Awesome. Well, cool. I really appreciate you taking the time here. It was great to kind of go over the past year and, you know, the year that you have in front of you. I wish you the best of luck going into this all-important junior year. And uh, hopefully we can catch up again soon in the future. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.